I was in prison, and you came to visit me. With these words, Christ challenges each of us to spend time serving those who, because of circumstance or bad choices, can't serve themselves. Welcome to Someone Cares, a faith ministry dedicated to helping us all answer that challenge. For many years, this outreach program has carried healing doses of hope and Christian love behind prison walls and touched the lives of those in desperate need of both. I'm your Someone Cares radio host, Charles Mills. We see them from the highway with their cold stone walls and endless coils of razor wire. We might even catch a glimpse of the guards in the tower, ever watchful of the mysteries hidden from our view. Prisons are places most of us try very hard to avoid. But our guests today have, for decades, worked tirelessly to spend as much time as possible within those very places. Their stories to serve as an inspiration to us all. Don and Yvonne McClure created a ministry focusing on the very people we seldom see, those men and women behind bars. Don and Yvonne, let's begin with a little history lesson. How did you come to spend your life in close contact with those in prison? Well, (laughs) prior to meeting Yvonne, my life was sort of live fast, die young, and have a good-looking corpse. Mm, I was on the jet set of the world, and... I stopped at a restaurant, and we accidentally met and somewhat connected. I was an atheist. I was an alcoholic. If you didn't inject it, I was a drug addict. I smoked four packs of cigarettes a day, and I now meet a preacher's daughter. (laughs) Yes, I was a preacher's daughter, and... I was in the restaurant with three of my girlfriends, and I ran into Don in an awkward way, and I introduced myself, and he introduced himself, and it was kind of history after that, but I didn't know what all he did or anything. He dressed sharp, he looked nice, he was handsome, and I was 26, and and so, yeah, wow, it's right. I didn't see people dressed like that in church all the time. It was really, really nice. Now, let me ask you, Yvonne, as you got to know this guy and all of his spiffiness and all of his cool dressing and, and the way he looked, you began to realize what he really was behind all of that, and you stayed with him, is that right? That's right. I did stay with him because he was so polite, so... So considerate, so opened the car door for me and everything. I mean, he overwhelmed me. It wasn't like that with the kids I went to the academy with and everything. Now, Don, you're looking at a woman here who is probably unlike the people you hang out with. Am I right in saying that? Oh, you got that right. I almost laughed today at our first date. I asked her where she wanted to go. First two times, I took her to a real, real, real expensive restaurant, and she wasn't ordering much. Well, I didn't know what to order because I was a vegetarian. (laughs) So the third date, we went to a Taco Bell, Uh and this is how long we've been together. I ordered a taco. I've never had a taco in my life, and I tried to pay with a $100 bill because that's the smallest I had, Mm -hmm. and they couldn't break it. I had to go back and pay for it later. All I wanted was a couple of bean burritos. (laughs) And 
The opposites attract. You got bean burritos and a whole lot more, wouldn't you say, Yvonne? Yes, I I did get a whole life more. (laughs) Yes, a whole life more. Okay, now the two of you come together, uh, opposites here. We have the the flashy rich guy and the very timid and the shy and very conservative preacher's daughter. How did prison come into this thing? Uh, You guys probably did not have that in mind when you began, am I right? What sort of happened, Yvonne told me one night, Don, I can't live this kind of life. I would like you to go and visit and meet a friend of mine. In fact, it was her cousin, uh, and he used to be a vice squad cop, and he was now a pastor. And I said, okay, I'll go with you, but don't push. So we went to this church in Mountain View, California, went into his office, Yvonne said something, and he said to her, you go over there and sit down and shut up. And he's the only man that's been able to do that to my wife and uh, my wife-to-be. And he said, Don, let me start off with something. To do what I'm going to try to do, you don't have to give up anything. You have to give in. Hmm. And he spent the next two hours telling about the beauty of Christianity, the love of Christ, And everything sounded so neat, and it fit, it hit, and the next thing I knew, the three of us were on our knees, and I accepted Christ. I came up off my knees, and I was smoking four packs of cigarettes a day, and I drank a fifth of whiskey a day or better, and not from a bottle. All mine was in sitting in high-class bars. I quit drinking that night. I accepted Christ. To this day, I have never had a second's worth of withdrawal. My, my. Now, when you saw this transformation taking place, Yvonne, what did you think? I mean, here was a guy that you loved because you were hanging out with him. Suddenly, he becomes even more lovable. How'd you handle that? Well, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know if it was real or not, but Mm. he said, Right away, he said to me, what church do you want to attend? And I said, well, any church is okay with me. I'm I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, okay. He said, let's go there. So we did. And I spent the longest time in history in the pastor's class. I thought we'd never get out of that class. <laughs> and during church service, if the pastor said something I didn't understand, I would stand up and say, excuse me, I don't understand what you're talking about. And people sort of moved away, but I guess that I was trying so hard to belong. I tried to find a job in the church. I frankly did not fit in church. And one day a... But he did find a job in church. Yeah, youth leader. Uh, Vacation Bible school. And then vacation Bible school. And then the associate pastor said, hey, Don, I've been invited to lunch. You want to go along with me? I said, sure, free lunch, I'll go. We went, and the speaker was a prison volunteer. And what he was saying about prison was nutty. And what he was saying about the Bible, I really didn't know yet because I'd only been in it three months. And so I went home, and I called the chaplain 
of Soledad Prison, at the time the largest prison in the United States, a little over 10,000 inmates. And I said, uh, he introduced himself as Stanley Reed, and I said, sir, I would like to come down and teach Bible. And he said, okay, I need somebody. Uh, how much experience do you have? I said, well, I was an atheist three or four <laughs> months ago, and I'm a uh, new Christian. I'm learning the Bible. And he said, when can you start? I said, how about tonight? How about tomorrow night, he said. So I drove down to the prison the next night, and I set down some rules to the inmates. There's about 30 inmates my first night. And I said, look, guys, I'm new in all this, so I'm teaching as I'm learning. And if you have a question I can't answer, I'll write it down and have the answer next week. Mm -hmm. Well, that started, and I went on. Then I started teaching two nights a week, three nights a week, and all day, or as much time as I had. I had a job making $5,000 a month mm -hmm. way back then, mm -hmm. and that was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I came home one night, and I said to Yvonne, I said, guess what, honey? Uh, what? I just quit my job. I had gone to work in the morning. And I heard a voice say, quit your job, I need you. And I stood up, looked around, no one was there. Uh, I sat down, I heard the voice again. And my boss came in, and I walked up, and I said, sir, I'm afraid I have to quit. And he said, Don, somebody's offered you more money, I'll double it. Whatever they offered, I'll... I said, sir, I've been offered the cattle on a thousand hills, and I quit. The next day, I started as a full-time volunteer. I went down to prison five or six days a week, eight to ten hours a day, teaching as I learned. And Ivana and I studied the Bible. She got me Uriah Smith, Daniel and Revelation. I devoured that, and I became a good teacher with Yvonne's help, and then Yvonne came down finally to a Bible class, and she played the piano, and it was pouring rain when we left, and Yvonne? Well, it was pouring rain, and they wanted me to take a newspaper or something so I wouldn't get wet, and I wasn't real happy about going down, so I said, no, I'm neither salt nor sugar. I won't melt. <laughs> So I walked out with Don, and when we got through the gate and back to the car, Don turned on the headlights, and they were all standing out in the rain, mm. waving goodbye to me. And I said, what's wrong with them? They're going to catch pneumonia out there like that. And Don said they were just happy to have someone play the piano, because Don doesn't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> and so... I could understand why they were happy for that. <laughs> so, because he didn't leave the song service, but one of the inmates did.
You know, this is telling me something right here. From the very get-go, you guys wanted to immediately share the love of God you had in your heart. And Don, it sounds like you wanted to share the love of God with people that you could identify with. Those people in prison, they may have been drug addicts. They may have been alcoholics. They may have smoked. They may have cheated. They may have done all the things that you did. You identified with them. Am I right? You're right. You're very right. And And I'm the one that had a hard time. I never (laughs) expected what was to happen next because after eight months, uh, and I say eight months from the time I accepted Christ, both Yvonne and I were given the job of full-time, unpaid, well, we got a dollar a year, full-time chaplains of Soledad. Yvonne took over a 800-section minimum custody of the prison, and I worked the maximum security section. And when we weren't driving or, or being out there, I was studying the Bible and studying the Bible. Mm-hmm. Going to church on Sabbath and going to prison. Mm-hmm. Well, we have begun a story here, and we want to talk about what happened next uh, on the programs to come on this series. It sounds like that the two of you answered a call, and that call took you to a place that you really weren't expecting to go. Am I right in saying that? Amen. Okay, our time has flown by. I want to invite our listeners to stop by and listen to the continuation of this story as we go week after week on the program Someone Cares. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Don and Yvonne McClure reminding you that in your life and in your situation and no matter where you happen to be, someone cares. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Someone Cares. If you'd like to become part of this vital prison outreach ministry, visit someonecares.org and discover ways you can safely and effectively touch the lives of incarcerated men and women with God's love. Again, that web address is someonecares.org. This program was produced by Life Talk Radio. Thank you.